Lord, as we come before you, very aware that we're in this place where we are able to connect with you in very special and very real ways. You are good and you are God, and so we worship you, we praise you, we thank you that you are here. And as we stand, and as those who are sitting bring needs before you, we thank you that we can trust you for everything, because you are good and you are God, and we're able to trust you because of that. We pray for those who, who we carry in our hearts who are not here this morning. Maybe they're in some other church or even some other place, maybe even some other part of the globe. We pray that you would reach your hand into their lives and touch them, that you would restore them and heal them, that they would know your healing touch even now, that you would restore and strengthen, that you would give them the strength they need for today and for tomorrow and for this week even now that you would fill them with hope and life so that no matter what they face, they know that they're safe in you. Touch their lives, we pray. Touch us, we pray. Lord, you know what we brought with us. You know the burdens we, we carry for ourselves, the, the things that maybe nobody else knows about, that secret. But Lord, would you touch us even as we sit or stand before you? Would you touch our lives at a very deep place? And may we be reminded in this moment of your goodness and your love for us and those we pray for. We also think of Rule Fritz, Clinton Millett, Joy Birchall, Phyllis Wolf, Tia, Bops, and John. We pray for Athalia and the baby that you would protect them and that you would heal and restore Thalia, that you'd be with Jean and that she would recover quickly. We thank you, Lord, for our community here and, and for the resources you're giving us to do more ministry, more outreach, to express and to show the world more of your love every day. May you be glorified in what we do with that which you've given to us. And also, Lord, in, in our lives for the gifts and abilities and skills and passions you give us, Lord, may we use them to your glory too. And so we trust you, not just for ourselves, but for our world, for our country, for our city. And Lord, we pray for our nation that you would raise up leaders who are able to lead, that you would raise up leaders who are willing to speak truth and live right, lead by example, that you would change the hearts of the wicked towards you. formative in the way as we speak and act where we live and where we work even us use us change us transform us and bless the world through us for we ask these prayers not because we deserve them but because you are good and you are god we ask these in jesus name
and together God's people said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So it's Mother's Day. Surprise, surprise. And so we, we've kind of ended with the resurrection appearances. Uh, Mother's Day today. Next week we start looking towards Pentecost, which is the 28th. Ascension Day this week. So we're kind of changing gears a little and 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 looking at Mother's Day. And as I as I said, um, uh, Jean Jean is yes, she was scheduled to preach, and then we thought, okay, Alex Alex volunteered. He said, okay, I'll preach instead. And then um, Thalia came down with COVID, and as I said to the team, yeah, you Oaks conspired to make sure that I preached today. First time I met my mom, I was 19 years old and in the Air Force. I'd been planning to meet her for a long time. Um, and because I could fly for free um, in, the, in the Air Force on the 28 Squadron freighters down to Cape Town, um, those freighters we all know as Flossies, a plan was hatched. And so I'd gone down to Cape Town to stay with a family friend. And on the Tuesday, I put on my step-out blues. And there's nothing smarter than Air Force step-out blues. Put on my cap, took the train across to Plumstead, and I can still remember the beaming face of my mom as I walked through the door. Now, the backstory is that when I was born, she had suffered a series of strokes, which were only diagnosed on about the third day after I was born by which time the brain damage was permanent and she was left paralyzed and unable to speak and take care of herself. And once she'd recovered from the initial uh, crisis, uh, the family decided that she would return to her parents down in Cape Town and they would care for her. And I then stayed with my dad up in Johannesburg. But it very, very soon became clear that, that my dad couldn't cope. And so we went to live with his parents, my Oma and Opa, in Joburg, and my gran at age 55 took on the role of being more mum and less Omar. Um, and she promised herself that no one would one day say that I was that brat because she spoiled me. She was, my cousin reminded me the other day, she claimed to be five foot one, but she was four foot 11. She claimed to be five one. Dynamite comes in small packages, definitely. But she cared for me and raised me the best way she knew how, bearing in mind that she grew up um, and she was born and, and went through the First World War as a child and raised her own children during the Second World War. So her values and her way of kind of thinking was very, can I put it like this, old school. But she instilled many values in me. But more than that, she showed me Jesus. She taught me to pray to trust God, to love singing Jesus' songs, and to serve God. And most of the time, she did those things by showing them to me, not just speaking about them. During the times that my dad was out of work, uh, she fed all of us on her government pension with some help from my uncles. And, and I never went hungry. I, I, I always had what I needed. Very seldom had what I wanted, but always had what I needed. And we would go on at least one holiday to the sea every year. She got a government pension, so she got a free railway pass every year. And so we went to stay with friends down at the coast. She also made sure 
that I went to Sunday school every single Sunday. That was not negotiable. So when I, when I met my mom in 1981 at age 19, I acknowledged that she had carried me and given me life. But when my Ola died in 1988 at age 77, I grieved as if I'd lost a mom. Because she was that for me. Now, we, we all have a mom. The woman who carried us and gave us life. Some of us, maybe like me, have had other moms. Those women who raised us, gave us values, fed us, clothed us, disciplined us, loved us, cared for us and taught us about Jesus. And Mother's Day, I believe, is about honoring both and celebrating their lives. And if they're still with us, thanking them in person for these things. I also know that there are some people who have not had great moms, and so a day like today is a really difficult day. I have a few friends who literally want nothing to do with their mom because of what their moms did to them, neglect and abuse. And, and I'm not talking about being angry with mom because she took your phone away or kind of switched off the internet or wouldn't allow you to go to that party. I'm talking about abuse and neglect. And so for them, honor your father and mother, that instruction is, is hard. As, as for some Father's Day is hard. I'm also aware that Mother's Day is hard for some because they've not been able to have their own children. And as fertility levels drop in our modern world, that's hard too. I understand that. But Mother's Day, I believe, is about honoring and celebrating the things that mothers mean to us. And what mothers have done for us. So as we turn to Scripture, I, I want us to kind of see if maybe there's something in Scripture that might say something to us about that. And so we're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 1 from verse 1. I, Paul, am writing this letter. I'm an apostle of Christ Jesus, just as God planned. He sent me to tell about the promise of life found in Christ Jesus. Timothy, I'm sending you this letter. You are my dear son. May God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Lord, give you grace and mercy and peace. I thank God, whom I serve, as did our people of long ago. I serve God, knowing that what I have done is right. Night and day, I thank God for you. Night and day, I always remember you in my prayers. I remember your tears. I long to see you so that I can be filled with joy. I remember your honest and true faith. It was alive first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I'm certain that it is now alive in you also. That's why I remind you to, to help God's gift grow just as a small spark grows into a fire. God put this gift in you when I placed my hands on you. God gave us his spirit and the spirit doesn't make us weak and fearful. Instead, the spirit gives us a power of love and it help us to, helps us to control ourselves. So don't be ashamed, ashamed of the message of our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me, his prisoner. Instead, join me as I suffer the good news. God's power will help us do that. God has saved us. He has chosen us to live a holy life. It wasn't because of anything we have done, but it was because of his own purpose and grace. Through Jesus Christ, God gave us this grace even before time began. 
It has now been made known through the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He has broken the power of death. And because of the good news, he has brought us, he brought life out into the light. That life never dies. I was appointed to announce the good news. I was an appointed an apostle and a teacher. That's why I'm suffering the way I am. But this gives me no reason to be ashamed. And that's because I know who I have believed in. I'm sure that he's able to take care of what I have given him. I can trust him until the day he returns as a judge. Follow what you've heard from me as a pattern of true teaching. Follow it with faith and love because you belong to Christ Jesus. Guard the truth of the good news that you have trusted with, that you have been were trusted with, guarded with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So quite early on in his ministry, Paul had come across when he was in Ephesus, a young man. And from the very beginning, it's very clear that this young guy by the name of Timothy is, is special. There's something about Timothy. Note, firstly, that Timothy is way younger than is required to become a rabbi or teacher. And Jewish custom is that you could only become a rabbi or teacher once you had learned a trade, had a job, and were 30 years or older. Timothy was probably about 16 years old when he and, and Paul first kind of got to know each other. And it's surmised that when Paul eventually left Ephesus, um, he ordained Timothy to help take care of the church. And, and by then, uh, Timothy was probably in his early 20s. He had been about 16 years old when, when uh, Eunice, his mother, and then his grandmother, Lois, had been converted to Christianity. And for five or six years, he'd worked under Paul. And now, more than 10 years later, people are giving Timothy a hard time because he's so young. He, he's not old enough to lead a church, but, but he's been appointed to do so. And so Paul writes to him from prison and he says, Paul, don't let them give you a hard time. Trust in what God has put in your life. You know, you know that God has put something in your life. And you know that, that you've been grounded in your faith because you were grounded in your faith by your mom and your grand. They instilled into you a love for God. And you grew in that faith and began to trust Jesus. So trust that. Trust what God has been doing in your life and has been doing since the very beginning. You see, Timothy became a wise and faithful leader because his mom and his grand instilled that into him. These two ladies must have been a bit of a force. They certainly had a big influence on him, especially in matters of faith. And so when things get tough for Timothy, Paul says to him, remember your spiritual roots. Remember what your mom and your grand taught you. That in itself will give you strength. And remember that their deep faith, the faith that you saw in them, is in you too. You be having it, to put it short. What a great testimony to these two moms, Eunice and her mother Lois. In fact, what a testimony to moms in general. And on this Mother's Day, I want to share some reflections from that passage and from my personal experience that might be helpful. Now, for the past month, 
If you've been watching television, you've been on social media, you've listening to the radio, every advert has been about spoiled mom. She deserves it. So I found some suggestions for some really cool Mother's Day gifts. Um, the first one is an Apple iPad Air, only 33,000 Rand. Uh, but, but this was one of the adverts. Um, there's some Gucci shoes, only 32,000 Rand. There's a really nice cashmere cardigan, um, 58,000 Rand. Um, there's a, a nice a diamond bracelet, 42,000 Rand. And then that Prada bag, um, only 110,000 Rand. Come on, guys. Spoil mom, she deserves it. I kind of thought about that, given, given the state of our nation, I'm pretty sure that some politicians' wives and mothers got some of those. Just saying. The first thing I want to say is, don't think the size of the gift is important. You can't repay mom for what she did for you. Now, if, if you had your own children, uh, think back to to how you felt that last two weeks before your child or children were born. Imagine life without one of those big pregnancy support pillows, because they didn't have them back then. Imagine the fear of not knowing whether you're going to have a boy or a girl, so you had to wait until the child was born before you painted the nursery pink or blue. You had to wait. Amazing. Imagine having a child back in the 50s and 60s when children were dying of polio or being left severely scarred. Imagine, imagine not having the option of natural childbirth because that's what everybody had. There was no ceases. Psalm 139, 1-13. You created the deepest parts of my being. You put me together inside my mother's. How you made me is amazing and wonderful. I praise you for, what, praise you for that. What you have done is wonderful. I know that very well. Friends, you, you can't repay mom. For that which she gave you. Honor her because of it. Just say thank you. But but your mother or, or the woman that woman that woman or woman that raised you didn't just carry you. She sat up at night when you were sick. She held you while you threw up more likely than not all over her. You kissed it better when it was oozing with blood straw. She hugged you when the snot was running down your face. I, I've watched our, our daughter with our granddaughters, and I remember when, when ours were very little, kind of, you, you do what you have to do because you have to do it, you know? It's like you don't have a choice. And, and I watched our, our, our daughter Sarah care for her little girls, and, and, and it just reminds me how much it took for Jean Amazing, G, to raise our kids, to do those things that help them to survive, but more than that, to grow in their faith and become the incredible girls, women that they are today. I, 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 when I do baptism prep, I, I tell young parents, often first-time parents, I say to them, well, you know, you know, I've got some really good news for you. Our, our daughter... Our eldest daughter, she slept through for the first time when she was six and a half years old. 
And, and you watch those poor new moms go, six and a half years. Um, yeah, our youngest granddaughter is now getting revenge on that little exercise. Again, take time to bless her, not with expensive gifts, but with ways and things that show how much you appreciate her. I often say to teenagers, you know, remember you still get sick and throw up, uh, you know, pull a hamstring, dislocate a shoulder or get your heart broken and mom still holds you or cleans up after you. So thank, so thank you. And finally, remember the deep faith of your mother, probably your grandmother too. Your, your mother probably prayed for you a lot. And I say for to to boys, you probably you, you the only reason that you're alive today is probably because your mother prayed for you, because boys are like each. We grateful we had girls. But let me remind you of this. Paul picks up on it. Your mother, and and Jesus, are like this. And your grandmother and Jesus are like this, because they've been like that for a long, long time. I say to the young people. If your mother is praying for you or your granny is praying for you, just give up now because they've handed you over to God long ago. You know, and, and when, when, when granny asks God for something, God says, yes, ma. Remember that you have a gran or a mom that has been praying for you. We, we made a point of praying for uncles. Um, we, we kind of... We prayed for them every morning on the way to school in the car. And we covered them, and, and later we pray, they prayed together with us, but we, we covered them in prayer before they went to school. So that when they went to school, they knew that God had this for them. Um, our girls were at school in the really early days of cell phones, and, and I made sure that when I knew there was a math test coming or an Afrikaans oral or something that they were struggling with, I would, I would make sure I put it in on my Nokia 3310 calendar. You know that thing? It would beep, beep, beep at the set time. And I would pray for them. And when I saw them later in the day, I'd say, how the math test go? And they'd like, look, and I said, yeah, I prayed for you 11 o'clock this morning. When they went out at night, and by the way, you know you're getting older when you're brushing your teeth to go to bed and your girls are brushing their teeth and putting their makeup on to go out. So when they went out at night, we would pray for them while they were out. I'm a night owl, so I would sit in the study um, working and, and would be awake when they got home, but would be praying for them while they were out. Jean and I would pray for our girls every night before they went to bed. We'd pray with them and for them. And when we went to bed, um, we would pray for them too. Sarah, our eldest, was 19 years old and at varsity already when I walked into her bedroom one evening and and there was her Bible open or a bed. So I said, oh, I'll, I'll come and, and say goodnight when, when you're done. She said, no, come and sit. We haven't prayed together for a long time because by then she was an adult at varsity, had been confirmed. And, and so we sat and, we, and, we pr and she prayed. And, and I sat there with tears running down my face because she prayed the prayer framework that I had taught her and Gina taught her from when she was three days old. We started praying with her. And she prayed that prayer framework. Dear God, please bless. Dear God, sorry for. Dear God, thank you for. Please keep us safe through the night. Help us to sleep well. 
and she prayed for her friends. Please bless. And so uh, two years later at her 21st, and she invited friends, not friends plus one. So there were no plus ones there. And I said to the friends in my speech before supper, I said, look, you know that you're here because you're special to her, but I need to tell you that you know she prays for you every night. And they were like, yeah, we know. And like the heads are nodding, 40 of them. After supper, two of them got up to the, uh, made their speeches, prepared written speeches, and both of them thanked Sarah for the fact that she prayed for them every day. She still prays for her friends, her family, and, and as a teacher, she now prays for the boys in her class, uh, or her classes, because that's what she does. Because it was a blessing that we gave to her her mom instilled in her this need, important need to be praying. The other day I was talking to someone whose daughter was really kind of being typical teenage daughter. And the relationship between mom and daughter had become strained. And, and, and my advice to the mom was this. Every single morning, every single morning, tell her that you love her and tell her that you're praying for her. Every single morning, whether she... Rolls her eyes at you, doesn't matter. Every single morning, tell her that you love her and that you're praying for her. These women who gave us life, who sustained that life, and more than anything, who shared Jesus with us. I'm grateful for my grand who taught me how to pray. Um... I've said, I've said it often, in our, in our bedroom is a, is a chair that my great-great-great-grandmother gave to my grand when my grandfather was born, my dad was born, my, my grandfather was born. And my grand would pray at that chair every night. I, I, we now have it, it's in our bedroom. My grand told me to pray, she told me to love Jesus. So on this Mother's Day, we thank God for, the, for those women who gave us life, those women who sustained and strengthened that life, those women who taught us about Jesus. And for some of us, we're not able to say thank you to them personally because they're not here anymore. But we can say thank you to God for them. We can bless his name for those incredible women in our lives, the mom, for our memories of him and for the things, memories of them and the things we learned from them, for their fortitude and faithfulness to God and to us. And it doesn't matter whether it's your biological mom, in my case, a gran, an aunt, family friend, a neighbor, remember the things that they did for you and taught you. Remember their faith and the Jesus they shared with you and thank God for them. And if they're still here, take time today to say thank you to them personally. Not just a WhatsApp voice. Not just a WhatsApp. Make a call. Do a FaceTime. But say thank you to them. I remember your tears. I long to see you so that I can be filled with joy. I remember your honest and true faith. It was alive first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I'm certain that it is now alive in you also. Let us pray.
Lord, thank you for the life you have given us. And life that we receive only because a woman, a mom carried us. Went through the struggle, pregnancy and childbirth, sustained us, loved us, disciplined us, held us. But more than anything, Lord, for those women, moms, grands, aunts, friends, neighbors who introduced you to us. Thank you for that. Thank you for all that you have made us because of them. So today we bring you glory and honor because of them. We lift your name on high because of them. And we thank them. We thank you for them. We pray that we may honor you and glorify you in the way we honor and thank them today, and not just today, but every day. For we ask these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>